Hi guys, I'm Sophia Carboni and welcome to In the Kitchen. So for episode one, right off the bat, to let y'all know a little bit about me, I wanna talk about feminism and how much it sucks. If you know me or you've followed my content for a while, you know that I'm super passionate about this. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I genuinely believe that the assault on traditional values and traditional gender roles, a large portion of the perpetrators are feminists. And I truly believe that that sect of the culture war is one of, if not the most important. Part of the reason I really like to talk about feminism and its terribleness so much is that men can't, or men can't get away with it. But the left loves identity politics and they love playing the woman card, the race card, the victim card. So I can, I'm gonna play my woman card and shit on feminism for like 20 minutes here. I don't think feminism has ever been a good movement. I just wanna start with that. Like all the way from the 19th amendment, like feminism has never been a counterculture. Feminism loves to masquerade as this counterculture that opposes the patriarchy and institutionalism Feminism is institutionalism. I'm going all the way back to the suffragettes, the 19th Amendment. Feminism has been an institution. And you can say, Sophia, no, it really hasn't. It, you know, feminists didn't even, women didn't even have the right to vote. How were they an institution? You know, you look at Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, all these women in politics. And I, I was actually re-watching the show 24, one of my favorite shows, and the senator, soon to be president's wife, says, it's not an exact quote, but she basically says, you're not going to be president. We're going to be president. And even my feminist American history teacher in high school was pointing out that, you know, it was these women, these wives of these senators and congressmen and high-ranking government officials that we're pushing for this because marriage back then was still regarded and respected as a union. It was truly, you know, feminists should really be thanking the institution of marriage. Marriage is an institution. And feminists capitalized on that. They were the ones behind the scenes controlling power. They were going to embarrass their husbands. It wasn't like you couldn't just leave your husband like you can't i mean it, it's more difficult in politics and in the public eye as a whole divorce and separation but overall nowadays versus generally speaking back then you it wasn't as easy and it wasn't as socially dare i say socially promoted to leave the union of marriage so you had all these men that were started making the compromises for their wives, for their women, and white men, the patriarchy, the terrible institutions and organizations and system that feminists and the left love to rail on and throw under the bus, that's what granted women the right to vote. It's what granted women equal pay. I, I understand that the first and second waves of feminism, the 19th Amendment and the Equal Pay Act, are more people those are a little bit touchier subjects with people in terms of being anti first and second wave feminism. But third wave feminism is just utterly ridiculous. I feel like we could all agree that across the board. I mean, what what are what are feminists doing for women other than making their lives terrible? They're all 
30s and single with shitty careers, no children and cats, not even dogs, like cats that don't require much nurturing. There's no motherly aspect to their lives. There's no emotional fulfillment. They're just miserable. Women are generally unhappier nowadays. You know, feminism loves to tell you that men are ahead in many, many areas of society. And that's true. They have higher suicide rates. They're more likely to die in wars, die in the workforce, lose custody battles, be imprisoned. They're more likely to receive a twice as worse prison sentence than a woman from committing the exact same crime. Shall I go on? If you count that as men being ahead in society, then sure. But I wouldn't say that's a great thing to be ahead in. What have they done for women? We have equal pay. We have the right to vote. What is feminism's purpose other than to make women miserable and unattractive and overweight? What's the purpose? To destroy families? To, to destroy the nuclear family? To increase social instability? To increase student loan debt as women are graduating with ridiculous degrees in fields that they don't even have an interest in? You know, some people say, oh, what about the Me Too movement? A lot of people ask me how thankful I was for the Me Too movement for making things a lot better working in in a male majority town in a in a male run career path uh, living in a big city they they would always ask me if i was thankful for the me too movement if i felt safe no no <laughs> what people fail to understand with the me too movement is the, the creepiest the worst people don't care about a hashtag they don't care about some social movement in california and hollywood they really don't so you still get the worst of the worst, and then your job opportunities decrease. I mean, Wall Street stopped. They were hiring women at a lesser rate. They didn't want to hire women. I was um, literally told by people, we would hire you, but you need to be a couple years older. Or if you were a guy, you would have a job at your age. And I, and I talked to them about it, and it wasn't the fact that, like, oh, if you were a dude, you'd be hired because men are superior. But no, it was because you're less of a liability. You don't hear about men me tooing everyone. It's all the mentally unstable blue-haired feminists that do it. In certain political conferences and summits, I couldn't be seen with some of my best friends that I would hang out with. I'm outside of that, but I couldn't be seen with them. And not because they were worried I would say anything. I would make up some ridiculous story and some lie and ruin their lives. They were worried about a photographer or someone else taking a photo because the thing with a 24-hour news cycle and the thing with Twitter and social media nowadays is that it's not my word against his. It's our word against the media. By the time a photo gets out there and a story starts circulating, you're done. It doesn't matter what I say. And I have had instances where something at a very, very, a very small degree, someone tried to make an accusation. And I was like, no, 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 that's not what's happening. And I was told I had Stockholm syndrome, that I was a victim who wasn't thinking straight, that's been manipulated. I thought women were all for independence and free thinking and that women could do or be anything. But if I say anything that strays from their narrative, from their talking points, that may defend someone that they don't like, no, she's, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just being manipulated. She's been brainwashed. I saw all the time on comments. A couple of my male friends would text me after they went to the March for Life. And they said, hey, you know, I posted this thing. I'm having women tell me that I don't have the right to opinion on abortion because I'm a man. I know you're pro-life. And you go, just argue your points. And I was like, sure. And I, I was told I was brainwashed and didn't know what I was talking about. The amount of times that I have been told on social media that I am brainwashed 
by these institutions and this patriarchy and all these men that I hang out with. Give me a break. If I told you what women who had women supporting women, proud member of the Women's March, in their bios have said to me on social media, this video would get taken down on every platform this episode. But women are mean. Like, we know this. Like, women are mean to other women. We're not nice to each other. We don't like each other, generally speaking. We're catty. We're petty. For lack of a better word, the most shocking thing in the replies and my comments on my posts, my female friends' posts that are anti-feminist that I see is all the men white knighting. Why? <laughs> oh my god, sweetie, you have all the, you, you deserve all the rights. You deserve all of it. Like, you you have to think of yourself in higher esteem. You have to have confidence. Don't let men tell you you can't be this or that. You can do anything you want. Shut up. First of all, no, I can't. Second of all, white knighting and anti-feminist isn't going to get you laid. And all the feminists are blue-haired lesbians. So, not really sure what you're gunning for there, my guy, but best of luck to you. I truly think there's not a movement as hypocritical, vulgar, and idiotic as feminism. They're all talking about women deserving rights. What rights don't we have? If anything, we have too many. We definitely have too many. We can make comments all day on how idiotic feminism is, on how ugly feminists are. Jokes all day. I mean, not really jokes, but all well and good. But the thing that we don't tackle a lot on the conservative side of politics is the the subtle influence of feminism in pop culture not the, there's obviously a very prominent influence and a very obvious one but the subtle one is the one you kind of have to worry about more that and the gravity of the situation you know the the war on traditional gender roles is a very important one and I, I really do want to spend an entire episode um I have an article an old article on it I'm going to be writing a new one soon and I uh, I do want to spend an entire episode talking about that because I think you know some of that stuff does overlap for, with what I'm talking about now but it is really important to talk about it's not just feminism perpetrating the war on traditional gender roles but it is it is a large percentage Feminists are a large percentage of the perpetrators, and it's definitely kind of one of those umbrella things to a degree. Um, but it is definitely one of the greatest threats to Western civilization because a stable society is reflective of the stability of the nuclear families within that society. And the nuclear family is something that feminists hate. Feminism itself crumbles with the success of the nuclear family. Pulling women out of the family, putting them in the workplace, making them unhappy, and then telling them they have that men are to blame for their unhappiness. I mean, you've just destroyed all respect and trust between the genders and ruined the nuclear family. There's no there's no stable relationships. There's no marriage is no longer a union. Marriage is no longer an institution. It's a piece of paper, if that. You know, people are staying together for seven, eight, ten, twenty years and not being married. And I'll hear the argument that marriage is just either a religious concept or even the secular one is a piece of paper. It's not a piece of paper. I mean, it is nowadays, but it, it, like I discussed in the beginning, it was never a piece of paper. It was an institution. It was a union. You were partners. 
through life. If marriage is solely a religious concept, there would be no need for secular marriage. But there was, and there's a greater need for it now than ever. People are afraid of commitment. You know, you see all the TikToks and videos and comments on social media of younger people with commitment issues, with trust issues, with, you know, there, there's no trust between the genders. There's no reliance on one another. It's all about independence. You know, they take in the, the traditional, the conservative you know, terms and values of individuality and independence and codependence, and they've wiped half of them away and replaced it just with independence. You know, people no longer want to depend on other people. They don't want to trust other people. They don't want to have a family. They don't want to have a healthy, stable home. They want to, women want to be still, even if they do have children and are in a marriage, they're always looking over their shoulder. They all still want to be in the workplace. They still want to have a job outside of the home. It's easier to hire a, hire a maid and a, and a babysitter and a nanny and go work another job or longer hours to pay that person instead of taking on the maternal responsibility. Feminism has gotten rid of the institution and the union of marriage and replaced it with a transaction. Not only is there no trust and respect anymore in marriage, there's marriage or in relationships, there's no responsibility, there's no obligation. Without gender roles, there's no obligation to hold up your end of the bargain because you can just pay someone else to do it. I, I really do want to continue this conversation with a, you know, a deeper look into the war on gender roles and feminism's influence in academia and the wars academia is perpetrating on the nuclear family. But for episode one, I just wanted to give a quick little overview, idea, synopsis of what you can kind of now you guys know what you can expect from me, what you can expect from the show. And given is something that this, this is a topic that I've built a lot of my following off of that a lot of people know me for. So I thought it was fitting to come out of the gate with this one. So make sure you follow us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at the Bukalupo. And if you like the content and you want to help us keep it coming, go to bukalupo.com slash support us um, to donate. Every bit helps. We really want to bring you guys more content. And that takes time and that takes resources. Um, or you can head over to Locals and check us out, support us, become a member, and you'll get exclusive content, extended cuts behind the scenes um, of the show. There'll be exclusive articles and a less censored version of my Twitter, basically. <laughs> so check us out bookalupo.com. Make sure you keep up with the latest articles. We have some great content coming out. I'm super excited for it. Thank y'all for watching. See you guys next week.